0: This is a podcast from 3RRR102.7 FM in Melbourne, truly independent community radio.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the afternoon at 3 FM. Yes, it is the afternoon. Yes, it's February... The holidays are over.
2: We've had a long and lazy break. Long and languid. Well, I've had a long and lazy Langued. break. Languid. I can't
1: speak for you. Languid
2: times. Was, your, was, was it languid and was it lazy? <laughs> You're looking relaxed. It was it's a bit a of a sign.
1: languidity. Um, no, it's been great. It, uh, there they go.
2: <laughs> the scientists. Look at them go. Marching.
1: The parade. It's like Phillip Island. <laughs> Except they have a higher IQ.
2: And you can use flash photography.
1: And they don't eat so much raw fish. Um, No, the scientists have just left the building, which means it is time, because the sun is over the yardarm, to talk food, Mm. food issues. Yes. Yes, hard-hitting. Maybe. We'll see. Yes. Time will tell. The Haggis Report. (laughs) Brought live. Today? No. Um, yeah, we're back. Matt Stedman.
2: Cameron Smith. Oh, my God. It's good to see you. We haven't seen each other all year. We're reunited the for the first, first time. time. I
1: know. I know. We haven't even had bowls of um, Vietnamese soup together. Soon. We will do this. Mm. We will do this from our um, favourite Scott. Who yes. provides us with um, <laughs> with Vietnamese food I, down in love, Carlisle Street? What I
2: love about this town it's it's actually totally legit for us gippy <laughs> folks to desire Vietnamese food from Renee and Uncle.
1: Serve serve from someone from Edinburgh. Yes, I actually I don't know where Renee no, is, I don't know but anyway, um yes, we're back. Uh, we must um, thank Matt. Uh, all. of
2: our- the- all the fill-in programs over the summer, it's been a really good summer, um, and especially to the fine folks from Listen Radio who kept this chair warm during this time slot. Thank you very much. And uh, Doug the Vets, very very good listening for the Vets. Yes, yeah, got legs. And the arseless chaps. Four legs moving. Fantastic. Much, much better than, I don't know whether you remember, there was a fill-in show a few years ago called Plonk, it was bloody awful. Oh. I don't know, it was just so much better than oh, that. Oh, I remember that. I don't know what those guys are doing. That there. was a bit embarrassing, wasn't it was it? it was awful.
1: And luckily enough, we have one of the people from Plonks. <laughs> we might. This is <laughs> awkward. Uh, but oh God! It's like just Dad hit Mum. What have you done? Um, uh, yeah, but we've got Duncan Buchanan, who um, at the moment yes. is uh, is at home. Yes, uh, this winemaker yes. who uh, straddles regions. Not a lot of wine to, to make. Very it big in feet. February. Yes, he does. Yes, uh, but actually there might be some coming in. But he's mm. going to have a chat to us about. Uh, uh, what's going on with, with vintage? Yes. We do love talking to him. Duncan Buchanan, uh, who's actually making sandwiches for Petonk. Yes. And one of our first questions will be, what on earth does one eat at Petonk? I thought you just ate rosé and goulard cigarettes. Pretty much. It's good afternoon, isn't Petonk? Yeah, it is. Get so it out there. Working backwards through the show for this very first show for yes. the year uh, 2016. Nice ring to it. 2016. It does, isn't It's it? nice, clumsy. It rolls off the tongue. 2015. Anyway, mm. for some reason. Uh, so Duncan Buchanan, we're, we're sort of easing our way into it, I guess, if mm. we're looking at it. when we're sort of looking around and sort of going, wow, what was that all about and what's happening? And we look forward. It's sort of like commercial radio, mm. relentlessly looking forward to events that are going to be happening. Mm. Uh, so beginning of the show, we've got a lot of great things for you to think about. Yes. So maybe get a, a piece of paper. I didn't you know, mean Ricky. I might
2: just get Ricky on the phone. Are you
1: able to just feel. Don't lose that number. Cool. <laughs> um, and uh, so uh, we are going to be talking to Ricky Edelston, who's part of the Sustainable Living Festival that's happening. She's got some things happening there. Uh, a few things coming up there. John, the star of the show. We We, we couldn't begin a show of the year without. Checking in mm. at the Queen Victoria market where we do a fairly brief market report because you'll hear it. I've got, I have put a timer on so that I wouldn't over-talk to him, as can be my want. Yes. You know, the 25-minute market report that people, Matt, looks at his watch Well, and we're goes, starting
2: 2016 with
1: good habits. Yes. I like to think. That's right. Mm, let's Keep, see how many weeks... Keeping it clean and that good. goes. So, um, John at the market, Ricky Edelston, Duncan Buchanan, mm. and heading down Ligon Street away from the family lunch. So it's yes. a very weird, discombobulating thing from him. He's an Italian. He should be with the En Famille. Yeah. Uh, eating, drinking. And, and we've ripped
2: him from the bosom of the family. The womb. Yes.
1: Untimely ripped, as Shakespeare would say <laughs> in Macbeth. Um, yeah, Guy Grassi.
2: Yes. In, In the, the house. He of Grossi, Florentino, and many other places.
1: Well, yeah, mainly Grossi. Yeah, <laughs> mostly <laughs> true. Actually, sort of, you know, just, it's a, it's a, it's, yeah. Um, so, Tomato Festival's coming on. He's yes. going to have a chat to us about that. And I uh, want to talk to him about his holidays because he did have some time off. Mm-hmm. And what other foods do Italians deign to eat? Mm. You know? This is a good question. I know.
2: What's his favourite Skippy like, food? Yeah.
1: What's your favourite Skippy food? Have you gone in for the ramen? There seems to be, well, the fur as we mentioned, The fur ramen. There seems to be an awful lot of ramen bars.
2: I had the best ramen over the summer. Yeah. Little, little ramen bar there Did on Winchester. Uh, oh, yeah.
1: What made it great? Uh,
2: it was gelatinous. It was good. Yeah. It was gr- it just. It was very well balanced. Pork ramen stock. Of chili. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um. So, little ramen bar on Little Burke Street is where. I had my ramen experience, but you have a little favourite place just near um, Heartbreaker there,
1: do you not? I do. I do. And I had the yin and yang experience. Mm. And, uh, I've been going to the this 24-hour place across the road. Mm-hmm. It's west side of uh, Russell Street. Yes. Russell Street West. If we were, it sounds very <laughs> American, doesn't it, to talk like that? Um, yeah, so it's on the other side of uh, from Heartbreaker Bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, big felicitations to Sebastian Rayborn, the yes, patron sir. of Heartbreaker, mm-hmm. uh, one of the best Negronis you'll get in town. But uh, yeah, twenty-four hour ramen bar, amazing, mm. love it, mm. love it. It's quite cheap and cheerful. Yep. And then there's this other place. Mm. Sort of getting towards Burke Street. It's called Professional Ramen. Not like all those amateurs? No, 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 no. It's no not, not amateur. No no, 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 no way, man. This is professional. This is this is black belt ramen. Yeah, apparently, right. <laughs> um, it's a little bit nicer inside. You have to line up. There's a lot of people that. And I thought it was two thirty, right? Yeah. Which is just and, and they close. They, mm. It's quite annoying. This is the the opposite of the twenty four hour. Yeah, place. ramen pie shouldn't close. don't no. open all afternoon. No, it's hmm. just, this is special. And the ramen's very, very fine. Mm. It's a lot finer. And you order stuff and, but do you know what? I do not know. You ever had, like, the full MSG thing? Have you ever had yes. a reaction to MSG?
2: Not for a very long time, but just that horrible dehydrated cloying sort That's of feeling. It. You know. That's it.
1: And it was really weird. After this bowl of ramen, um, about two hours afterwards, really? I was just going... Yeah. Actually, no, about an hour. Yeah. but. Unbelievably dehydrated, really, and I don't usually get affected by MSG. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe the nasty one of the chefs like slipped, and you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> put the
2: whole jar.
1: In. It's <laughs> like once I think when I was ten years old, I tried to help um, an auntie of mine make a cake, yeah. and, I, and I accidentally tipped in the whole jar of nutmeg. Did you own up to it? Yeah, (laughs) I did. did Oh, my God. And and Mavis, she was was freaking out, going, oh, my God, uh," because she's a good cook. This is my rep, you know. (laughs) She's going, you're ruining
2: my rep. I would have just moved on, and silently, I just would have phantomed it and just hoped no one noticed, which, of course, they would, because Nutmeg would (laughs) take over.
1: Well, the weird thing was no one noticed it. Really? Yeah, I think they were all tripping out afterwards. (laughs) You have enough Nutmeg, and Whoa. (laughs) Um, but yeah. Anyway, twelve ten. We shouldn't. I know. I know. See, see what I did then. Mm. Now moving on. on Twelve ten. Uh, very quickly, I just have to mention a few things. Uh, Tom Robbins, uh, American author of uh, the Big Hitchhiking Girl with Big Thumbs, Jitterbug Perfume. Right, this one. This one I can think of. Well known. Author, even though I can't remember many of those <laughs> names of books. Um, he said, you are what you think you eat. See what he did there? Ooh, pause for reflection. That's called turn of phrase, mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and to um, keep on with our tradition of um, reflecting on the mm-hmm. great diversity of saints and things to do in the Catholic Church. <laughs> don't <laughs> take the to- don't.
2: We have been banging this drum for quite
1: some time. I know we? it's I weird know.
2: how it just happened. It's yeah. just
1: and and that's the beauty of this radio station. Are, are there any saints today, Cameron? I'm glad you asked me mm. that. Matt. Uh, today it's actually you can feast. You can feast first oh, of all. Yeah. Um And uh, this is good one for all my crazy pirate brethren, aka bartenders. <laughs> Ariel, who was on before yes. last year. Hello. She not be listening. Should be either asleep or working, I would imagine. Yes. Or Sebastian. Anyways, feast of Saint Armand, the patron of bartenders. Yes. You have a saint. Fantastic. Bartenders, brewers, and vintners. What is a vintner again?
2: Uh, Something to do with wine. Someone who vints. Yeah, they vint. Um, that's an excellent. That's my favourite saint. It's good. I'm and then call there's it.
1: also, but that's just the feast. Yes. That's just the party.
2: You, your actual, right. okay. and your actual saint
1: yes. is St. Dorothy. Come on, Dot. St. Dot, patron <laughs> of brewers, gardeners, yes. and florists. Oh, that's all very It's quite a, quite a portfolio, isn't yes, it? it is. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> in seriousness, as we look back at um, people of greatness that mm. changed the world, and here's someone I'd never heard of, uh, Prospero Alpini, who uh, in 1617 died. Hmm. Okay, but um he was an Italian physician and botanist, and he is said to have introduced coffee and bananas to Europe, really, and to have been the first to artificially fertilize date palms, <coughs> okay stop it coffee and bananas very no, important. yes wow that, that but that work that you did with those date palms <laughs> wow, show me again what you do no no put it put it away um. Uh, and uh, 1685, we uh, we doff our lid to Charles II, King of England, mm. dead. On really? That day. Uh, but known as the Merry Monarch. How so? I don't know. He yeah. led the Mardi Gras parade. Um, tea, he, was, uh, he was known as the Merry Monarch. Mm-hmm. Tea was introduced to England during his reign. And on December the 23rd, 1675, he issued a proclamation suppressing coffee houses. Really? The public response was so negative that he had to revoke it on January the 8th. Sixteen seventy six. Don't mess with people in their morning drugs. <laughs> yes. That's what I say. Twelve thirteen. Uh, here on three triple R F M. What should we do, Matt? Should we have a quick chat to Ricky? Oh yeah, that's right. We need to do that. Um, yeah, all right, Let's let's do that now. Uh, Twelve fourteen. Here on three triple R. It is uh, February, and one of the things that we look forward to on February is a way to. Well, think about doing things in a sustainable manner and uh, not only do we have uh, a festival that does that, we can have lots of fun, let Mm. your hair down, eat, drink and be merry, but take things of some substance away from it. And uh, here to talk about it in general and an event that's happening in specifics, Ricky Edelstone, a very, very good afternoon to you and happy Sunday.
3: Happy Sunday, Cam.
1: Yeah, and also happy Feast of St. Armand. Have you been invited Thanks. to any St. Armand Feast Day parties?
3: No, have you? I feel a bit left
1: out. I know, I do too, but maybe... Like, I haven't been looking at Facebook much this this month, so maybe there's a notification there. But we're here to talk about um, the Sustainable Living Festival. How many years is it yeah. now?
3: 17 years the Sustainable Living Festival has
1: been going on. Get off um, the bus. This, yeah. Okay, Nothing. don't get off the bus. Yeah. That's <laughs> a long time. I didn't realise it was so long.
3: Yeah, and this year we've got three weeks of events. We've got over 300 events all around the state going on.
1: And you're in that beautiful part of the uh, the Yarrow River that uh, is called Birong Ma. Is that correct this year?
3: Yeah, this year we're going to be there for three days. Yep. So the 12th, 13th and 14th, of said, so over the, um next weekend.
1: 12th, um, and
3: Yep, yep. Yeah, and um, so that's going to, there's a feast out village there, heaps of talks, exhibitors, um, and one of the really big events is the Great Local Lunch, which is happening on the banks of the U.S. It's a a massive feast for 200 people.
1: So, the Great Local Lunch, and it's, uh, what do we call it? A crowd farmed feast.
3: Crowd-farmed feast. so you can't buy tickets, you have to register online on the website um, to swap your home-grown produce for your seats at the feast, so it's a great way to spend your Valentine's Day.
1: Oh, get to know someone.
3: Oh, yeah, get to know someone or, you know, bring a loved one or bring a friend and get to know someone else, yeah. Oh.
1: Could be could it and, sounds a bit wild what's going to be going on there? no, but the idea is it's uh, it's bringing together a collective and uh, the collective bring their, bring their lunch over, which then gets converted by chefs. Uh, how does it work?
3: Yeah, totally. So the swap's going to be on the Saturday, so We'll drop off the produce at Kinfolk Cafe, who are doing the catering. Mm.
1: Um,
3: and then, yeah, well, even just a bunch of basil will do, just to get you a seat at the feast, and then it will be turned into a beautiful sit-down lunch on the banks of the Arra.
1: All right, Ricky, we're going to have to get you to move a little bit because your phone's just starting to break up. So maybe if you just move around a little bit, we'll get a bit of signal.
3: Okay, how's that?
1: That's much better. So um, mm. how do we how do we register for that?
3: Yeah, so go to slf.org.au. Yes. slf, for the Sustainable Living Festival.
1: Yeah, got that, yep.
3: .org.au. Or just ask go- then... uh,
1: the Mr. Google, the Google yeah, native. Yeah, totally. Yep.
3: Yeah, pop in the great local lunch. And it'll come up, and you can also search um, under the food tab for all of the different foodie events. There's, there's heaps going on. Um, actually, we've also got an event with Guy Grossi beyond the supermarket on, on Saturday, a panel discussion, and fermentation workshops, preserving and bottling, bush foods, cooking demos. It's
1: all there. It's all there. It's all there, and it's in the 17th year. It's going to be around Birung Ma for the 12th, 13th, 14th, but... No, that's just not all of it. There's so much more, and the best way to find out about that is to put in Sustainable Living Festival into your favourite search engine and find out and do it. Ricky, congratulations on the work that you've been doing, and I know that you've been working very, very hard within the festival for more than a couple of footy seasons now, so more power to your arm in what you do. Lovely to chat to you today, and uh, look forward to seeing you around the place during the Sustainable Living Festival.
3: Love it! Thanks, Cam.
1: Hope you can make it to the great local lunch. Sounds good. I'll um, I'll I'll see if I can find some basil for you guys.
3: Excellent.
1: Or a bit more, bit more. Okay. See you, Ricky. Thank you. 1218 here on three triple RFM. We've, uh, if you've just joined us, you're listening to either the first one for mm. the year 2016. I've got Matt here. Greetings. He's got the buttons. I've got a few little other things. I've got to quickly whiz through. Yes, quick is probably the appropriate word. Oh gosh. Okay. Ready the first ready. All right. The first thing we've got to mention is the 2016 is as well as uh, Sustainable Living Festival Mm. uh, from uh, the 7th of January. So it's already happening. The night market at uh, South Melbourne Markets is happening on Thursdays from 5.30pm. They are very cool. I've walked past them uh, a number of times. It's good. Check Check it out. You say it's kind of good. Yeah. (coughs) I tend to agree. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, And also uh, another event that I think is uh, kind of fun, Mm. Northside, uh, the Food Truck Festival returns to the village Coburg Drive-In in in 2016. That's happening from Saturday the 13th, February the 13th, and uh, Sunday, February 14th at uh, the old Coburg Drive-In, which is 155 Newlands Road, Coburg North, Mm. So, if you're interested in doing that, um, oh, hang on, they're doing movies as well. Ooh. Wow, that's kind of cool. Ooh. Oh, Deadpool's starting then, too, on Valentine's Day. And Zoolander, too. Oh, nice. Interesting. So,
2: so if I want to Google that, I guess Food Truck Festival would food be Food Truck be Festival would be the thing. Yeah.
1: Um, and uh, what else is on? Oh, and this is a really interesting one. Now, um, Mardi Gras. Mm. Mardi Gras. Did you know that... uh, Do you know what Mardi Gras literally means? Um, I didn't until you told me before the show, but I won't ruin it. (laughs) No, it is. Fat Tuesday, and you wouldn't have ruined it by saying it. Um, And uh, Mardi Gras Mm. traditionally is all about... Well, you know, Lent happens. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if... Do you give up stuff for Lent? I do not. No, I haven't I'm, done that I'm, for a few 40 I'm an atheist, now. so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't really... Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't buy into that no. stuff. But if you do... Yes. Um, hey, it's a great excuse to have a party, because the whole idea of Mardi Gras and the carnival is to just go cut loose before you don't do so much, because mm. Lent is about abstinence, isn't it? Yes. So it is. That. And there's a great thing happening. Um, uh, poor boy quarter joins forces with Ding Dong Lounge mm. to present the most colourful food and music event in the season on Tuesday. That's this Tuesday, mm. the set and the 9th of February at Piazza Italia. You're getting on, No, you're not. Um, Argyle Street in Carlton. Yes. We might put this up on the... I think we deal. will. Well, we will. We'll I'll hand it to you afterwards. All right, so this, check, check this out. Check this out. Food. Yes. Music, yes. right? Yes. I'll do food first. Um, it, there's going to be uh, Southern Food mm-hmm. uh, on offer with uh, Poor Boy Corner, Girl with a Gregory, Blue Bonnet Barbecue and Taco Truck providing delicious cuisine, including Louisiana Gumbo, Poor Boys, Texas Barbecue, tacos, and more. You ready for the artists? Go. Okay, he's looking at the clock. The artist lineup is Adam Rudiger's Bayou Tapestry with uh, Henry Manetta... Jazz Party Horns of Leroy I mean <laughs> Shit I mean yeah. They're just going to go there for that Totally uh, The Always for Pleasure All Stars With Kerry Simpson The Gumbo Blues Band With Chris Wilson Jeez, you got Kerry Simpson And Chris Wilson Two uh, of the finest yeah. singers this, this town has produced in. Steve Lucas yeah. Of X Yes uh, Matt Dwyer Ash Davies And Sky Look it's just Keeps fun. on going And the Commission Flats uh, Tickets are available For this year's Fat Tuesday mm. Also known as Mardi Gras Family Friendly New Orleans Style event at 22 bucks ahead if you book beforehand, 28 bucks on the door. Um, Fat Tuesday, Ding Dong Lounge. I reckon that'd be good. And I think I've got one more before we do go. Oh, I want to think about uh, coming up in a little while, not Mm. until Sunday, the 6th of March. The Glen Line Fine Food and Wine Fair.
2: That's um, fun to say.
1: Yeah, fair. Actually, it's spelt really weird. Uh, just outside of Dalesford, but we'll talk a bit, bit more about that. Gee whiz! 12.22. Better move reg- on. I
2: reckon we should pay some mortgage, and then we'll check in with what uh, John's been doing over the summer. I like it. Mm. I like it.
1: All right, there's an ambience. There's a feeling. It's uh, It's a fresh kind of food thing, and I'm kind of excited... And I've got John here, and Jesus, we match. We've both got um, we've
4: got blue shirts on today. Yeah, yeah. yours is a, a light blue. Yeah. Mine's a royal blue. Hey, um, welcome back. Hello. Hello. Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, isn't it? Isn't it good? And what a great day to start this again. It is a little bit warmish, and it's going to get warmer. But it's a beautiful sunny day. Yeah. Just the day to get out there and do what you got to do and take it easy for the rest of the day later
1: that sounds good hey and you know the other thing that i'm noticing about today is that there's just this lick of humidity around the place is that my imagination no not at all feeling that as Um, well
4: if you have a look at the cabbages you'll see they're telling you that as well because you put your hand on top and i feel warm and the leaves are drying out um but yeah it's not too
1: bad Uh, the, the heat's
4: coming buddy
1: yeah the heat is coming and also the humidity is here and that'll be a bit of a focus on uh and our sort of look around the the vineyards around Victoria with Duncan Buchanan a little bit later. Apparently uh, there's been a few places, especially Hunter Valley, where they've had to look out for fungicides. But, hey, that's coming up in the show. The great thing is, here and now, the glorious now, I'm here with you at uh, the Queen Victoria Market. Now, before we do get started on what's good for this time of year, um, there's been an incredible event that has uh, taken place... A uh, hundred people, at least, at this stage, with uh, a very, very virulent and nasty form of salmonella, uh, which has uh, emanated from a single place—a lettuce, a lettuce packager. Any thoughts on that?
4: Yeah, it's um, a shame that it happened. It's unfortunate, I'd say. It's not probably their fault. Um, well, of course, it's got to be a little bit their fault because it could have been a little bit more vigilant. See, so these... Um, we still salad... don't know the cause of it, though, do we? Apparently not. But I'd say what's happened is that these salad mixes, um, they're picked when they're very, very small. and not a lot of them big lettuces is like baby spinach is only uh, two or three centimetres high when it's clipped mm. to be picked. Now, they use natural fertilisers, mainly chicken manure. I'd say probably what's happened is they copped a batch of chicken manure that's probably had a dead chicken or eggs laying in it and uh, the bacteria was there and probably a little bit bit of it's gone into the tank where they washed the salad um, and uh, it, it didn't wash away properly and, it, and it's, the residue's there. Mm. So um, that's probably what's happened. These are very big producers, so they're on the ball.
1: Yeah, well, they have to be and... and uh... God, what a what a PR nightmare! But it does bring to the thing. I thought I'd just give you a bit of a um, a free shot about just the very notion of buying lettuces in a bag. I mean, the first time I ever saw it uh, was around about 1997 in London, uh, where everybody was doing it over there, and I thought this is just ridiculous.
4: What? Why can't you just bust open a lettuce? True. Um, convenience. Th- th- See, it comes th- back. It's to convenience. Obvious. But the thing is that when something's pre-packed, you don't know how old it is. You don't know if it's been treated with something to make it last longer. Um, When something's out in the open, you can tell if it's fresh, because if it's not fresh, it's wilting or it's either rotting or whatever. Or you can pick
1: it up and smell it and and assess it. Of course. you course.
4: you Um, um, You know, we got our salad mix we put out a little bit at a time because the reflective heat, from the roof cooks it if we put too much stuff out. So yeah. we make sure we turn it over. It's nice and fresh and vibrant. People can take it home and enjoy it.
1: Actually, do you, do you know the genesis of uh, of those mixtures, where where all that came from? I know, you tell me. We can thank a French-Canadian who was working in Sydney, Serge Donsereau, um who was the executive chef of one of the mega hotels, and he demanded, he said, look, I want to get some fresh lettuces loose, And I want it young, and it was known as mescaline mix. And that first happened in, I think it was around about the late 80s. So, Serge, thank you for that. Um, If you're going to go to the market, I would suggest go to the market, see John, and maybe get some lettuces and things like that. Whole might be a good way to go anyway.
4: Yeah, I say to a lot of people, um, it's a lot cheaper to buy, say, maybe a butter lettuce and a a mignonette or a red oak and... um, take it home and when you need some pull the leaves off or chop it up yourself you know it's fresh you know it hasn't been treated um and when you break something it's like breaking your skin mm. um whatever's floating around is going to get inside to the product so that's Done. the biggest problem
1: all right well let's let's put that to bed we uh, we should move on it is february first of all um exciting february it is ex- okay, okay i'm excited it's it, stone fruits are peaking um yeah. before we do get started there's a there's a mango around which I, I still haven't tried yet the honey gold i'm seeing a lot of those have you tried one
4: of them uh yeah that's an unusual variety no it's not bad it's not a, bad a very very uh, rich golden looks sexy orange yellow looks,
1: yeah, it's and, they,
4: and it even grows down towards mildew from what i've been told really yeah That ain't tropical down in Mildura. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so. Don't forget, this is the lucky country. Yes. Okay, I remember. Okay, tick. Um, Lucky country. So, so yes, um, it's a a different variety. How does it taste compared to a Kingston Pride, which is my, my, uh,
1: that's my, that's my standard? More uh,
4: acid, less acid. A little bit more acid. Yeah, um, that's good. That's tick. A little bit more orangey colour than yellow. Like that tick. Um, Not quite as juicy, juicy, because, um, Normally, the Queenslanders say you sit in a bath or you sit in a gutter to yeah, eat a KP. Yeah, yeah. And what about textures? It's textures sort of very, um, very, very, very good and silky, non-fibrous. not fibrous, Cause, not fibrous, not like some of the um, ones that come from Philippines and Israel and at those long varieties. You know what I'm talking about? I do
1: indeed. Because at the very worst, a, a mango can be stringy and taste of turpentine. Oh, at the yeah, very worst, yeah, those
4: you know. R2-E2s twos don't mm. do anything for me.
1: All right. So anyway, honey gold's a good tick. Better move on.
4: Okay. Uh, yes, yeah, so we, we've had a, a, a bit of a food of the KPs, and they've been very, very nice and cheap. Kingston Prides. K, Kingston Prides. Not as cheap as last year, but yeah. uh, what have we paid? A couple of dollars each. just nothing to um, complain about too much. Yes. And um, so what we're talking about before? Stone fruit. Our stone yeah, fruit, yes. We, we've, we've had an abundance... Um, We've had uh, white peaches, yellow peaches. We've had yellow nectarines and white nectarines, which are my favourite, the white ones. Oh, yeah. Um, And don't forget the apples too. There's still a lot of beautiful apples around. And maybe one of the most beautiful things about the white
1: nectarine is its
4: aroma. Oh, definitely. Whoa. And normally we buy um, what's classified as a second, some with a minor blemish on the outside of the skin. As oh. I said before, the ugly ones try harder. They're the ones growing on outside of the tree, been scratched by the leaves.
1: <laughs> Sounds like I'd be sold as a second, I reckon. Yeah, you know, but yeah. some people <laughs> <You know. laughs>
4: can be overly selective.
1: Okay. All right. So, um, so, but uh, white uh,
4: white nectarines and peaches. What do you do with them other than just eat them? Eat them raw. Um, The the peaches, sometimes we just warm them up in the pan and then have them with ice cream.
1: Caramelised hard on a barbecue goes really well too.
4: um, I think we might have talked about this one last year where we went to lunch to the cousins and they got the earthenware jug and um, you get the clingstone peaches. isn't it? Yeah. Throw them into the jug, ice on top. Vino Rosso on top, good red wine. Peach sangria. Yeah, let it sit while you're having lunch. And uh, when you're three quarters way through to lunch, they start drinking the wine. And then when they're finished lunch, out come the long forks to get the peaches out of the wine. Oh, Unfortunately, man. I can't do it because of the tannins in the wine.
1: Oh, yeah, but, bugger. You
4: know, so hey, can you... you do it with a rosé? Like, how far can you go with your wine? Can you drink rosé? Probably, but I think you need that intensity and acidity of a richer red wine. Mm. Mm. I could see it in a in a in a rosé, like you know, not a like a dry rosé
1: could work. Anyway, that's that's one good thing to do with peaches, Uh, peaches and uh, prosciutto,
4: of course. You know, salt and sweet um, works really really well. Peach upside down cake. Oh yeah, that's going
1: back a long way. That's jeez, you're reminding me of my mum because mum used to do. Pineapple upside down cake. Oh, yes. And maybe we might quickly move on from uh, stone fruit, which is around. And what about grapes? Significant. That's
4: what we're still talking about, fruit. What do you want to do first? beautiful little golden yellow. John wants to do grapes. Okay. He's holding grapes. These are a natural size sultana. Yeah. Um,
1: Geez, here's a bit of deja vu. It seems like February and we're talking about nice small... These are beautiful. Little pieces of
4: sunshine. Yeah, they you are. Say that these are straight off the vine. They've yeah. used very little, if anything, pesticides or weedicides. The most natural grape you can eat. Yeah. A lot of people complain it's too small. No seeds. Beautiful flavour. Mm. And also, we talk about a quick jam in a microwave, which you don't really like. No, that's <laughs> all right. No, I'm fine with. it. But you know, also
1: you know, the thing about these things is the the stems break kind of easily. But last year I had this 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 epiphany that if you get the grape and then you just sort of squeeze just near the stem, it comes off really, really easily and you
4: don't have to worry about well, it. if you want that. to do it real easy, you shove them in the freezer for about 15 minutes. Yeah. And, and, then, and then that one. And, and, and then you eat them or throw them into your uh, drink. That sounds good. Um, Ice cubes. Yeah. But that, don't dilute. That That's a good nurse's uh, favourite. And these little muscatels. Lovely. A beautiful black, purpley berry. Yeah. They have a seed inside. But I keep saying to people, concentrate on the flavour. You won't even notice the seed. You should eat the seed. The seeds have a an oil in them that's um, anti-cancerous.
1: Yes, that's right.
4: So, And also you're getting fibre, you're getting flavour, everything. These, we're chilling, have them with crusty bread in the morning for breakfast. It's good for you. Oh, yeah. Gives you a big boost.
1: Yeah, it's great. And uh, as we said, many, 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 many times now, you throw some of these in with a roast chook about 20 minutes before you serve and... Oh, these little things of sugar that are just beautiful, beautiful.
4: It is hard, isn't it? All right, we better move on to the veg. We've got this funny looking corn. It's funny to some, but these are beautiful. (coughs) The New Zealanders call these honey and pearl because they have a yellow kernel and a white kernel. Mm. And this is nice and plump. You see, it's a little bit thicker than a normal corn, more, it's wider. Um, These, we've been cooking them two minutes. And sometimes when they're a little bit younger, we're even eating them raw because it's like drinking milk when you eat raw corn. Very, very nice. Come and have a look. We're selling these a little bit dearer, a dollar fifty. I'm selling each. the each. Yes, yeah. I'm selling the normal ones for a $1. dollar. Excuse me for a moment. Um, you got Donny's up here five dollars.
1: Oh, yeah, we've got a little bit of a. Uh Tomato uh, query.
4: Yes. Yes. So, so, so um, what can you do with these? These, we, we've just been steaming them or boiling them, whatever, need in them like that. No butter, no salt, no nothing required. All right. And if you
1: want to get a little bit um, Mexican specky on them, what you can do is uh, you can paint these with a bit of cupie mayonnaise, roll them in a little bit of uh, cheese, and uh, a little bit of chili sauce on top of that. That's pretty good.
4: My lady said to me yesterday she was going to shut it, and I cut it off. Yeah. Ah, twelve just, minutes. Are up. Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah. All right. We'll this is this quick. is
1: my very low tech way of not going over time with you, John. <laughs> that All was right. uh, by the seaside. Yeah. That was a strange thing, alarm sort of thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, moves
4: cutting it off and making a pancake with it. What?
1: Yeah, cutting what off and making what?
4: Cutting the corn off the cob. Yes. Making like a pancake with it. Wow. I said it's a shame to do that, she said, but it's to die for. So I said, Who am I to say no? Wow, okay. Like a normal form we're pretty... selling about a dollar. Yep. You can buy some three for two dollars around the market, but as I always say you get what you pay for. And these are really, really good. Super sweet. sweet. Yeah. All right, tomatoes to... and then since, we should probably move on. Since you're in tomato city, yep. sugar so this beautiful Bright green tomatoes, there for pickling. Luminous green. Luminous green. You can pickle them many ways. You can do them the Italian way with the vinegar and salt and that. Or you, or you can, can fry, fry them, them in the way. morning. Yeah, or pickle the Aussie way and put it in the jar. They will colour, as you see. This one's got a little bit of want in it to colour it up. Then we got the old um, heirloom varieties. we got got uh, Black Russian... Russian. Uh, We've got uh, the ox hearts. Ox yeah. And how we... long are they in for? Uh, well, I don't know. These are grown in a glass so they may keep going.
1: Okay, because usually and... ox hearts are very, very yes. quick, aren't they?
4: And we've got Rouge de Marmalade uh, and our beautiful Doncaster tomatoes. Have a feel how firm that is. Beautiful, bright red, but very firm. Yep. Very high in acid. Yep. Um, I've always said that I have trouble eating these after lunch, but I still eat them anyway. <laughs> we eat tomatoes every day, all day, so it doesn't matter. Gherkins are in? Gherkins are in. Um, what's what's a gherkin?
1: Gherkins like a cucumber? It's a... They're it's a knobbly, prickly, an... ugly, ugly... Ugly cucumber. But,
4: but you pickle them, and they are the best thing to eat. Yeah. You can have a, a gherkin and cheese sandwich to die for. Yeah. Um, you can eat gherkins just for something to eat as a snack. And then we got got... Um, The different varieties of eggplant, we've got the normal big varieties. These are coming out of Mildura. Look how beautiful green the stem is. Nice, shiny body there. Um, Hard, but not too hard. You can see there's indentations in it from people touching it. So that's just right. It's not full of seed. It's not full of uh, bitterness. And then we've got the baby varieties, Um, little black ones, just a little bit longer and bigger than an egg. And the beautiful pink ones, so many things you can do with those, so you've got to try them.
1: Eggplants are amazing
4: because they are one of the most amazing flavor sponges around, aren't they? Definitely, definitely. Suck it all up. You do them with a curry, Mm. and uh, you can put heat in it. You don't get that bang of a heat. You you get that underlying heat because you've soaked it up, and it's beautiful.
1: Yeah. All right, John, i better get to the studio Welcome back. Lovely to see
4: you. It's been nice talking to you again.
1: It's a little bit late, but happy New Year. If you want your lettuces, um, come to the market because uh, they're all good around here. They are. All right.
4: See you soon. Have a lovely day. See you.
1: God, it was like we were just talking about I that. I know.
4: That's it's magic, magic,
1: isn't it? That's magic. magic. Oh. Twelve thirty-nine here on Three Triple R Always a pleasure to be able to uh, have Guy Grossi ripped from the family. Uh, Sundays <laughs> is a time where he says, there's no way I will come in. But uh, we were able to persuade him, Guy Grossi, a very, very good afternoon. Here I am,
5: and, and don't ham it up. It's always a pleasure to be here with you <laughs> on a Sunday in particular.
1: Guy Grossi, of course, the uh, patron, the man with his name on the uh, the, well... Italian headquarters we could call it on the top of Brook Street at Florentino um I came into Florentino the other day and there is stuff
5: happening in Not the grill there's always stuff happening Oh the more than normal the grill is amazing it's in it I think it's going to be ready by next week really we're going to get a hand over we're going to reopen on the 23rd but there's some exciting new equipment going in there and the the old girls had a bit of a facelift and it's looking pretty good, actually. It's starting to really take shape. We're mm. putting um, one of those charcoal-fired um, gr- ovens in there, the Josper oven. Uh, yeah, which which is, um, yeah, which is
1: which is quite um, a bespoke thing. And it, what's the what's the great thing about a Josper?
5: Well, it, it holds a lot of heat, yeah, and, it, and um, the flavour that it gives into yes. meat and fish and all sorts of things. Really, Ve- you put mm. vegetables in there, really? and it's kind of like um, cooking on on coals, but it's an enclosed space. So yes. It holds a lot of heat in. You've got to kind of learn. We were doing some, some practicing, uh, at an advantage, um, catering, uh, just this week. Yeah. And you've got to kind of learn to work with it. It's kind of like a feeling more than anything, more than anything else. Like Mm. it's less, it's less technical than just like turning on a a hob and putting a pan on because you've got to kind of like, feel it a bit. So you let a bit you, more air in, a little less air in to the You're um, going to be chamber. in the moment with
1: this thing. You've got to
5: become at one. With yeah. And, yeah, the, and right. I suppose
1: one thing that defines it is the fact that uh, when you have gas, gas is a very wet heat, believe it or not, folks. And the great thing about uh, having charcoal is
5: that you get a very intense dry heat. You do. And um, it's also, of course, uh, impermeates a lot of flavour through the food from the charcoal and you can put some wood chips in there or something mm. like that to change up the flavours a bit. Mm. So, and, um, and also apart from that, we've got a wood fired grill going there as well, which again adds another dimension to the thing as well. We, we're, we're going to start with some mallee roots, but of course, as you know, there's all sorts of different woods you can burn, apple wood or you, vine. And,
1: or, and what a great discovery though. Oh, and there'll be some uh, vine trimmings that you'll be able to get
5: your hands on right. with this. What yeah,
1: yeah. oh, it's going to be a very, very great thing. And you know, the one thing that I love, Always loved about Florentino is the fact that it is like a, a true representation of society. We do have our one percenters, which uh, sort of can go upstairs and with right. other people yeah. as well. But what I'm, I'm sort of getting at is that there are these great stratas within Florentino. You want to just get a, a quick bowl of pasta in the cellar bar, yep. you can do it cheap and cheerful. Absolutely. Do you want to have the night, an extraordinary night out, uh, you're going to remember you can go upstairs. But what
5: I, I, it's not just Florentino. Look, let's be fair, that end of town has really kind of shaped up over the years. I mean, it's, it's been like shaping up like that for many years, but I was sitting outside last night outside of work and it was just Mm. full of people. Yeah. People coming from the shows, you know, promenading along and it's just like you could be anywhere in the world. You just forget yourself. It's just, it was a lovely evening and it's just so colorful and so exciting. I love Melbourne. It, it actually feels like. I I say things like, oh, wow, it feels like you're in another part of the world. No, it feels like you're in Melbourne because it's bloody good.
1: And you know what? We're in Melbourne and Melbourne rocks. And also, while while I'm being just terrible with just being obsequious almost, um, I also want to throw out a bouquet to your son, Carlo, who's... uh and Matt would certainly agree with me here. Yes. Ombra is just going from strength
5: to strength. It's, it's been very busy lately. What a great pizza you get there, for oh, instance. What great wines. We pride ourselves, Cam, on the pizza. It's, it takes special concentration to get that pizza up to that standard. Like, you've got to love it and live it every day. And you're constantly adjusting, making sure it's always right. And it all comes down to that fermentation of the dough. Really? Yeah.
1: Okay, and... Uh, you know, uh, you know, these things don't grow on trees, you know, or
5: vines, we could
1: say, but one great thing that does grow on a vine and is going to be celebrated, which is going to be given
5: its true space
1: for the second year, is the Tomato
5: Festival that's happening. Tell us a bit about that. Oh, we're very excited. Um, we've moved it this year, so we're at Edendale Farm in See Eltham. Yes. It's a flatter space, a little <laughs> bit bigger, so it, it's just going to be... It's easier for people to navigate. It was a bit of a commit. challenge, wasn't it last it, year? It was, it was, it was. It was. So but we had a few, we listened to our people. We was a sellout last year and, um, and so we've, we've grown it a little bit. Uh, there'll be about, probably about 3,000 there this year. Really? Uh, yep. We had about 2,500 last year. So 3,000 this year. Wow. Um, and the lineup is amazing. It's, uh we've got some great chefs doing chef demonstrations. Mm. We've got the likes of Colin Fashnich, my rogue friend chef from Sydney, is coming down for it, so yes. be aware, um, that's going to happen. Uh, we've got Karen Martini, we've got Scott Pickett, Matt Wilkinson, so in the chef's tent, it's going to be, and you're there, of course, good, like, yeah, moderating the whole thing, so you're, it's going to be amazing. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm implicated in this too. <laughs> he's in, it, he's yeah, in yeah. it, Rosa Mitchell is Rosa doing a demonstration this year? Yep, yeah, Rosa's yeah, there, she is. and we've 've got um, we've got the tomato talks, so we 've got really intelligent people like Nick Rose talking about sustainability, talking about you know good farming practices and the future of food, fair food, which is really an important thing.
1: Is that going to be be recorded in any way?
5: uh, Yeah, that's a technical question. I'm going to have to get back to my people and ask them the questions. Yeah, I didn't come prepared for this, did I? No. Hey, it's all right.
1: Hey, look, (laughs) and and I didn't start on the quantum mechanics like I threatened I would. (laughs) But it is going to be the Tomato Festival. It's on at Eltham this year. Um, one of the great things that I got from it last year, as well as being my leg muscles were strengthened because I was going up and down hills. Yeah. Um, was the fact that we're just... going to carry you around this year? <laughs> really? <laughs> we'll really? Check. Will you have guys with trumpets before me and rose petals? You deserve it. Hey, it'd be good. Hey. It's all right. I'm. I was just going to say to see the diversity of tomatoes
5: that you can get. That oh, was a yeah. great thing, and there were yeah. some
1: really, really great displays. Doug, that over to you,
5: guy. Okay, the, that is absolutely true, and Thank that's you. actually a good uh, little segue to what I was about to say because <laughs> we're going back. We're going back. Going mm. back is going forward, and we going are going back is going forward. Well, it is because you write that down, man. Because we're going back to the old way of doing things going for, all oh, I heirloom, see where you're going the heirloom varieties which, which takes us into the future yeah. and that is the future of farming and that is keeping people on the land, doing these great things and where I'm trying to go with this is that yeah. the celebration of the harvest, the tomato festival is cultural, it's about creating a hub and a community about, which is all linked together through food and that's what it is, it's a celebration of the tomato, the passata making And we've got great people, like the people from home make it, going to be doing Posada all day long, so you Mm. can join in, make your own Posada. And it's all about, you know, like in the family, everyone comes together to do that. It's an act of love. It started from... I'm gonna finish now. It's amazing. No, it's it's gonna Go amazing. on, start it. Fin- Finish it where you started. From. It's bringing the family together to make yeah. the passata. The festival is just on a wider sort of reach, so it brings the whole community together to have this lovely act, which you have to do so you can preserve the tomatoes for the for the winter season. Yeah. But in doing so, out of necessity you have the feast as well and you have a lot of fun together you keep, and you talk to each other. Yeah, and that's the important.
1: conviviality of, of the table. Have you made
5: your sauce yet this year? I have, yeah, of course we have. We've been, when, when do you do it? Uh, we usually do it like mid-Feb, about now, okay. or early March. That's, yeah. that's how, when are the, we how are the tomatoes this year? They're fantastic. It's been a good good fantastic. growing season, hasn't it? Yep, yep. We're
1: we are going to be speaking to Duncan Buchanan very, very shortly. He's a, he's a winemaker that's uh, down at Mornington and has also been making stuff... In the Strathbogey... Strathbogey? No, not Strathbogey. Stall. Uh, mm. uh, Hall's Gap. Mm. I don't know. We're going to ask you. Yeah. But if we're going to do that thing. We're going to ask how uh, the year's been for growing grapes. But tomatoes have, have been good. One thing before I let you go, we're a multicultural city. We are. We're a, we're a beautiful city now. We are. It can be a little bit hard getting around on the roads. Mm. That's true. Um, but... There are so many different food offerings that we can get, and I'm just wondering, as an Italian who regards all Italian cultures as number one and everything it'll sort of subservient to that, that would sort of be a given, yeah? Yeah, okay, tick. What other foods do you kind of like? Like, do you get a, What do you get a hankering for? Like we, bowls we,
5: of fur or we are ramen? A, we are a very cultural city, um, and multicultural city. And, um, I'm, I'm proud to be associated with something called the Taste of Harmony, mm. which is, uh, all about bringing different cultures together yes. through food. They encourage people from different cultures to bring food from their wonderful cultural background, to share with their workmates. And a couple of things happen there. It demystifies, like it breaks down... People not knowing about other people. And hmm. we do, yeah. we do this multicultural thing really well in Melbourne. And I'm very proud of it because uh, obviously I started going to school in 1970 many years ago. Things were very different back then. They would have been and looking at your salami we, with suspicion. Well, I still do sometimes, <laughs> Can but, right, right. but, um, we've opened, yeah. we've opened up a whole world of all this wonderful stuff that's just happened in Melbourne. And we're so much richer for this acceptance. How can Both we, ways,
1: yeah, how can we find that? Can we look up what you've been doing with this group? Taste of Harmony, absolutely.
5: Taste just of Harmony. Taste All right, of do Harmony. That.
1: It'll be on the website. Guy, you need to get to Lygon Street to get to your Sunday lunch. I'm having larger bar either today. Sounds damn Great good. place. I'll yeah. see you at the Tomato Festival in a few weeks.
5: A couple of weeks, just two weeks left. Yeah, thanks you've for coming Got to get online in. and buy tickets. Don't forget that. We'll do. Um, have a look, uh, Tomato Festival. Yeah, Melbourne Tomato Festival. Get online, buy your ticket store, tickets, or pre sold tickets. All right, we'll see you soon. Guy, thanks for coming in. I love your work. 12.50,
1: we need to uh, go and see Duncan Buchanan. We need to ring the Grape Hotline. Grape hotline.
4: hotline. Ooh.
2: There we go, Al.
1: Well, we got to move. It's time to get <laughs> ourselves, get our asses into gear. This and is true. Uh, and we have a man with a uh, in one hand. He has a glass of rosé uh, hanging out his mouth, dangling at a, at a jaunty angle. Is a gouloir cigarette as he hurls chrome steel balls around the place. We are, of course, talking to Duncan Buchanan live oh, from the Patong Spectacular in the Mornington <laughs> Peninsula.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you Smith and Stedman. How are you guys?
1: Oh, better for hearing your voice. Sorry, we don't have much time. Uh, we
0: can... you, you running over time through talking too much? Never, Cameron. <laughs> and,
1: and you know we had this great New Year's resolution where Matt and I said we need to have more music because it's uh, just un- a dr- un- Under 60
2: minutes ago we agreed we're going to play more music this year oh, and Christ we've God. already blown it up.
0: All right, well, anyway. No, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> How are you? Has... Uh, all the better for hearing yours. And, and, uh, yeah, stoked to be back on air. And stoked that you guys are back on air too. How many years is this, Cameron? We uh, had a quick chat about it this earlier.
1: It's, uh, it's a couple footy seasons. Uh, we're, we're hoping for a premiership soon. We're looking like we've got the talent. Uh, but but, it, but speaking of sort of like using the football analogy i sort of like this this is uh as we've spoken in the past before duncan we, it's like we're going to all the different suburban grounds that used to be around the place and i thought if anyone can tell us about what's been happening vintage wise you can tell us about your own backyard how have your vineyards performed this year
0: Look, they've been good. They've been very good, actually. There's a, there's a non- amount, nice amount of fruit on, which is good because you know we can make that into a decent amount of wine. But you need a season that can back it up, and it was kind of it was getting a bit dodgy earlier because it's been so bloody dry. You know, yeah, it's been really, really dry everywhere basically, apart from the Hunter Valley. But we'll get onto that later. Right.
5: Um,
0: the and hunter. because it is bit oh, high, I'm for Hunter, the but I um, just. <laughs> Because we're because it has been so dry, it's been a fairly accelerated season, and people are like, oh my god, we're going to be picking you know earlier than we need to. Mm-hmm. But it's got a, it's, got, it's got a bit um, wet and a little bit cooler over the past couple of oh, for the past four weeks, I would have thought. Right, and it's um that's just made things slow up a little bit. So it's been it's been actually pretty good as long as we can maintain this for the next say four or five weeks. Four uh, or five and weeks. Maybe or, or depending where you are, say through to the end of uh, through to the end of March. You know, that we, I, I think we're looking at a, a very, very good season. I just said it out loud. That this is where <laughs> no, you don't do that thing, but I did just say that. Ah,
1: uh, just, just say you're Murray Tyrrell. He used to say every season was the best bloody season you've ever seen. <laughs>
4: Get a bite he'd, now. Get he'd pronounce great.
1: everything the the best the thing. Um the uh I'm just kind of curious. You said four or five weeks. Uh, just very, very quickly for the punters out there that the as yep. in myself and Matt and Nicole who's in the studio. What are the what's sort of the procession of grapes that comes comes off? What's the first ones that are usually taken off?
0: Uh okay, you've opened up the can the worms can. Oh I love it. There yep. we go. Wriggling <laughs> around. I can see them wriggling. <laughs> It depends on the uh, on the region that you're going to. Like, uh, so we'll be picking riesling out of Halls Gap within a couple of weeks, I reckon. But we we'll get that in really early. Mm. Um, it seems like as good a riesling Halls as anything. Halls Gap, reason, reasoning, yeah. riesling,
1: riesling,
0: oh, riesling, uh, riesling, reason, reason, anyway, riesling. So, so I mean, you're getting those in very, very early. Hey, just uh, out of curiosity. You know,
1: and, yes. M- and Matt specifically told me not to do this to talk over the top of you. And sorry, Matt, but I've done it. Uh, but have yeah, just just hold, you, when just you're saying Riesling and rising," have you ever in your life ever heard anybody say potato? No. No, never have I. No, I, just, I thought no, I'd just mention from that.
0: The, apart from that crazy tune. But, yeah. I mean, anyway, the, Riesling. Pre- yes, yeah, so, but the procession of grapes that we bring in, that's a very early picked one. So, um, you know, we're getting that in, I oh, you know, very, very low sugars because we want to preserve that acid. Yeah. So that's going to come in. I'll find bacon. someone to drink it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zing! <laughs> I'll, I'll bring you in some Cameron okay. Smith and, I will, and, I, and you will drink it. I know, but if, I will. Um, but if you can have it, again, as we always talk about, if you can have that sugar balancing out the acid, that's fine. Yeah, it's, that's not like it's a make or break to get to pick Riesling really early. Yeah. But, but as we speak, they're picking grapes and heathcats. You know, and they're, they're, the northern end up around Colbinabbin, they're pulling um, they're pulling Shiraz in there, and it's um, it's looking good. They had plenty of water up there, so they're, they're able to keep their vines happy and you know nicely photosynthesizing, So things will ripen. Yeah. Um, so as far as what comes in first, it's sort of you know what region you're going to go to, I guess. But, okay. Um,
1: okay. Fair enough. Mm,
0: mm, mm, mm. But it's all. I think overall, as I said, the, the, around Victoria. People are pretty excited. There there are some, there are some very, very good crops out there, some great-looking canopies. As long as we can maintain this, we should be okay. But the rainfall that we're just... On rainfall, were You know, the rainfall that we've been having has been really localised and very intense. Remember that, that... Well, you had that one that hit Geelong only a couple of weeks ago. It was uh, like 50 mil fell in, you know, within a half hour.
1: That was 50... It was 50 mil. That's right. Yeah, it was insane. Yeah. And you just saw and, cars floating in yeah it, it 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 annihilated geelong really
0: imagine, well imagine that over a over a bit of culture, or any sort of agricultural area huh. you might have um you might have uh you know 50 mils falling straight on top of one vineyard and just blowing the thing to smithereens yeah. and a, a kilometer away it's dry as a chip and that's that's been a real hallmark of this year's uh vintage for me i reckon is this, just how localized those weather events have been we've sort of it's happened to us out at Halls Gap, and it's happened to us on the peninsula as well. So localised we, um, and
1: intense would be a good way to sort of ascribe to it, yeah?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Maybe a bit like your date, dating activities can. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then there's the Hunter Valley, if we want to talk uh, super intense.
0: Because so uh, that, that can be a fairly humid area, and they had a lot of rain... You know, just before veraison, which is the um, when the, the berries start to soften and colour up, and that just can be a nightmare because you'll get ber- all that water ends up in the ground. It ends up being taken up by the vines, and then they can yeah, berries can start splitting. Various rots can happen. But again, if you can nurse them through, the um, you know things are sort of looking pretty good.
1: Yeah, right.
0: Um, um, yes. So that. No, no, you go. You're about, we've got your bad asses. No, this was me trying
1: desperately not to uh, to talk over you. So <laughs> I you like I'll, I'll smack you. Yeah, Matt's got this big stick and he's going to beat me. Ow! Um, <laughs> y- y- uh, what does one eat at Patonk?
0: Um, I've made sangers. Uh, We're going to a Patonk tournament at a mate of mine's place. Oh, mate, a tournament. Yeah, he's a good man. He's got little rebel yep. coffee down here and he's put on a Patonk tournament. So I've made and sauce sandwiches and... Ham, cheese, and stress, pickle sandwiches. Stress
1: and Cut sauce? Yeah, fancy, fancy strass and sauce. Um, what fancy bit is... What? Which is the fancy it, part?
0: It's, it's free-range vegan strass, all right?
1: Oh, right, fair enough. Yes, okay, I understand. <laughs> free-range vegan strass. Well, Duncan, um, I guess one of the things we pray is that you don't get too much rain. Um, no. that, you know, you have to go and get the fungicides out of the uh, the back of the shed, the Bordeaux powder, yeah. and, or the or the nasties. Um, and, the, and the other thing is that vines shut down
0: after about 35 degrees, don't they? Oh, lower than that, 27. No! They, they oh, are closer to 30, but they, do, they don't They do like the warmer weather. So really? it's kind of like what we've got today, yeah, just beautiful, cool, and, uh, you know, just cool, calm weather. Keeps your um keeps your vines very very okay. happy. So this right. is perfect ripening weather. Little bit of wind, little bit of dry, little bit of sunshine, fair bit of patong. Everyone's happy. <laughs> Everything's
1: good. Just keep <laughs> throwing those big steel balls around there, Duncan. Duncan Buchanan. I was going to call you Duncan bucolic, but I forgot to. Have a great day. It's a divine to <laughs> speak you to you. Thanks very much. And For... uh, I'll catch you again soon. Done. Yeah, you betcha. All right, we're going to get out of here because it is 1 o'clock. It is. It has been an absolute delight. Matt, a great delight to see you. It's lovely to be back. Um, It's Thank you to our guests. Lovely to have you back on the air. I hope we've uh, provided some entertainment information for your Sunday, Hmm. as we will for the year. Hmm. Um, Thanks very, very much, and uh, we'll see you next week. Indeed.
0: (laughs)